Joseph Mark Podcast Show, a brief history in of nudity in paganism, wicca and witchcraft. There are countless quirks about humans, but one of them is the most confused to find and downright to, to, that comes to our own physical nature. To millions, the human body is a natural state, it's embarrassing and shameful, indecent or undignified. Its exposure provokes hostility, fear, nervous laughter, or mockery. It threatens social standing, challenges order, defenders laws, and often punished with severely, bizarrely incomprehensible to the offence. The odd thing about it is that it's not generally considered odd at all. Necessarily considering the bits of the human body taken for granted in precisely the same way you need to avoid animals with trousers. They call Pagans irrational and superstitious, witches, druids, and pagans of many other species tend to be among the majority. They don't buy into humanity's alienation from its unbellished form, recognizing this to be both symbolic and symptomatic of a desperately unhealthy entrenchment for nature. Partly for reason, as you several thousand witches and pagans around the world will be cast in their circles, wearing no more than they were in the womb. Not all pagans readily were sky-clad. Some do alone, but not in shared circles. Many alternative alternative sky-clad and road-workings, and others always work in clothing of some sort. Most respect the practice and consider it a valid element of the modern pagan tradition. If nothing else, this shows a spirit of determination. Given that it is often cited by opponents of the pagan path as evidence of the chronic up to no goodness, according to some groups, I've chosen to downplay or eat a totally abandoned sky clad working. For many in the old religion, however, it remains as much a part of the path as such popular elements as spell casting, individual approaches to identity, and chose some words, pagan and witch itself. Much to do about wearing nothing. There's disapproval of ritual nudity. Often argued a practice has no specific historical precedent, either religion or magic, leaving aside the issue of whether this has any bearing on the effectiveness of sky-clad witchery. It's true that Though matters towards negatives have varied enormously different times and places, religions in which nudity is an essential part seem to be very thin in the ground. The right to ritual nudity is an odd one. Having found in the ancient cultures of places such as Pompeii, Greece, India, Roma, Persia and Britain, the mother goddess of Calcutta in India, Kali, is usually represented as nude. She is said to be the Digmata, D-I-G-A-M-B-A, a skin Sanskrit word meaning clothed in space. Pliny the Elder, P-L-I-N-Y, in his Naturalist Historia, because the woman of ancient Britain performed their ritual religious rites in the nude. More to such traditions notwithstanding, Ronald Hutton, professor of history at the University of Bristol, was initially a pen similar to that M. Slade's, 
However, in his apparently t- appealingly titled essay, A Modest Look at Ritual Nudity, he modified his position in the light of continued research. In, in, in that piece, he listed a few historical precedents of Wiccan or naked gatherings. Among this gentleman, minor 14th century, 15th century sects, such as the two Lupins of France, the men of intelligence of the Netherlands, and the Adamites of Bohemia, before concluding the craft is not easy in respect, although it's unusual. Ritual nudity does readily feature in rites of passage, particularly in initiations, which leads him to offer the alternative theory that one of its purpose is the craft of the same throughout its working, the intensity and transformation power of internal experiences. While naked religion is about as common as integrity in apocalyptics, naked nudity in magical law practice is widespread both globally and historically. For example, there's an old English idea that a woman can be cured of infidelity by walking around nude in a vegetable garden on Mood Summer's Eve. The most casual research in traditional spellcraft and representation of witchcraft Art in literature confirms that point, an often repeated line in Arabia, A-R-A-D-I-A, by Charles G. Lehman, 1888. It's talking which is to be naked in our real rights, both men and women also. It's simply one of the more obvious statements of the principle. In many cases, such folkloric manifestations of nudity wasn't intended as social observations, as an evidence to, of the depravity of witches. According to those who may not be reliable, then the occasional attendant charges of cumbersome, shapeless shifting, and broomstick aviation. Game Garden, Gerald Gardner, and the Bear Witch Project. Scarlet bodies around fifth, fourth, pre-century phonetic accounts of spellcraft and animation. They are really common, several other may mention influence on the craft, such fairy lore and imaginary and classical art. It's nevertheless not uncommon to read that today's naked witch exists solely because Graham Gardner, one of its craft's most significant revelers, Happened to be a card carrying, so sinking, bum bearing natures. But little evidence has come to light of establishing actually counted an active form of the craft. In the 1930s, recent studies strongly suggest that the revising of witchcraft was a group effort. Several members of that group were already emerging folklore, occultism, and paganism for Garner's involvement. Another common interest in this subculture before and after Garner's joining in with naturism.
In Gardner's time, naturism had become a little more wildier, but still attracted many artists, poets, bohemians, and occultists. Among these naturist confreries are several of his original co conveners, including his indirects, Edith, Edith Woodford Grimes, Russ Nichols, founder of the Order of Bards, Ornaments, and Druids, Harry Brigham, a major pagan influence. Of already Pegasus order of wood, woodcraft, trivery, poet and former Cowley resident Victor Newberg, and possibly even Don Fulton, whose throne city of the inner light, a property of, at the Brickle Ward Nudist Camp Club, was fixed, frequented by Gardner and Nichols. So, where Nietzsche and at this time come a standing choke in England to mix the metaphor and literary senses of expression some worships while well, t- talk about nudist ventures, venues, such as late as 1984, the male leading nudist promotional film called Educating Julie, first says he warns his girlfriend about visiting a sun club, claiming they worship those strange young gods, have ritual dances in the woods, session later labelled a dar by a club member. In return, attempts to reunite, reunite naked and sacred wasn't persuasive in the magical community of Gardner's time, as they were an infinitely undercurrent. Gardner emphasised the idea, importance of the craft, and Bingham did in his area of paganism. Releasing the magic of the body, most witches present present a comforting source of continuity rather than a necessary validation of custom. Validation of the pragmatic witch proceeds primarily from utility. A sense that sky-clad witchcraft shows no signs of vanishing. Killing many witches find it a powerful technique for enhancing magic. One rationale for the practice is based on the idea that physical body is origin of which the the area used in ritual wicker magic which is therefore what sky clad to maximize the area able to release this radiant energy. The standard counterpart for this is that the energy release is a penetrated layer of fabric. Probably lacks a magical bio to do anything else. This sounds reasonably in, initial but it wobbles a bit under pressure. Consider for instance a, a Fulman can often observed in sky-clad circles, tan lines. In a, if a thin garment can block the sun's ultraviolet radiation, might have a significant effect on energy release from the body. It's said to enhance the senses. Much, much more.